Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. Michael Pinkerton is from Australia,、um, and he's been in Taiwan for a couple of years now. He is head of engineering at a Taiwanese company called Swancor Renewable Energy. Now today, I'm going to be talking more with him about these wind turbines. I've always had curiosity about wind turbines and its hugeness, so. We're going to hear more from Michael Pinkerton on that, as well as why he decided to make Taiwan his second home. You're saying the turbines, the blades, are really moved just totally by wind, or is there partially electricity? Automated? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 all wind. It's all wind. Really? Wind I still can't believe it. Electricity, yeah, 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 but, yeah. But yeah. No, there's plenty of if you if you do the、um, <laughs> our, our favorite、um, <laughs> online, but YouTube,、uh, you, you can learn a lot. So、okay. um, there is many, 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 many videos on、um, how 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 wind turbines operate and generate electricity. So、um, uh, look, it's.、Um, It's fascinating,、uh, and it's really quite simple as well. Really,、um, okay. You know, I don't know if you were ever a kid and had the had the little I don't know what you call it, the little fan, the little、yeah. propeller thing that you wanted. Right, to, I forgot what you call it. Yeah, blew on the... it with your, yeah, you blew on it with you. You just turned the turned、okay. the blades, and it's exactly the same thing. All right. Well, it's just that I think the, you know the three blades they they seem very heavy, so I didn't think that the wind can really <laughs> can really make them、yeah. turn like that. You know. Yeah. No. No. no、oh, that's, wow. That's, that's how. That's how it works. Okay. All right. That has always really fascinated me. I was just really puzzled just how it works because I refuse to think that there's any electricity. It's really totally wind, and I just said I, I'm not convinced that it's just wind making those things move. But now you're telling me they do. Yeah. I'll. I'll do that. I'll. I'll look into you know YouTube and 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 learn that myself. Yes. I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> But and, and you've also you've also got to bear in mind like like you think that you know if you're down on street level then you climb to the roof of the building and、oh. stand outside the roof of the building. It's actually The wind is quite strong. Okay, so, so, you're right. You know, yeah. Once you get up to a to a higher level as well, the you know the turbines are are sitting quite high in the air, and and these these blades are actually really really quite long. As I said, you know, you're you're talking two hundred meters, so that's a that's a lot of area, a lot of wind blowing across it. Oh,、yeah. I see. Wow, that is just amazing. I mean, whoever invented that. <laughs> Right. Yeah. But anyway, now, so why are you working here? I suppose that you, you know, because it's a local company.、Um, do the, your Taiwanese colleagues、um, communicate with you in English, or or you're bilingual with them?、Oh, I wish I was. <laughs> I wish I was bilingual.、Um, I'm bilingual only in the fact that I can confuse a lot of people.、Um, <laughs> yeah. No, no. So 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 Swancor.、Um, It's a it's it's a nice like obviously it's primarily Taiwanese. There's 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 about 115 people that work within the business at the moment, and and of that from a call it if you like an expat、um, mm-hmm. expat numbers within the business is probably 15 to 20 expats. So、okay. it's still primarily it's still primarily a Taiwanese organisation,、yes. and and you know amongst amongst. 
Taiwanese people, you, it's it's Taiwanese or Mandarin that's being spoken. Um, but but everybody is relatively fluent in English as well. So oh, when um, you know when colleagues are coming to speak to any of the expats, obviously it's it's in English. So but it's a perfect learning environment. And I'm sure if my Chinese tutor was listening to me, she'd be getting upset in saying I should be much more advanced in my Chinese than what I am. But um, <laughs> no, you've only been here a year. <laughs> I know, yes, uh, that, that that's true. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's a it's an extremely it's extremely good environment to mm. to be in uh, and work with. Right. Okay. You know, I'm um, going back on the wind turbine. I have a question: Is that, uh, of course, some of them are offshore? Well, most of them mm -hmm. are offshore. I I don't know. Um, you actually, they go very deep, deep down uh, to the bottom of the seabed. Am I right? So, so yes. Yeah, so there's there are what we call fixed bottom wind turbines, which mm -hmm. can either be kind of on a on a on a on a monopole, which is kind of like a singular foundation, a single foundation, if you like to call it, mm -hmm. or you can get um, uh, fixed bottom foundations that we call jackets, and and jackets are kind of like either a three-legged type of foundation or it could be a four-legged foundation there's there's many varieties of the types of jackets and and again it depends on the water depth so monopiles will be in in, in shallower offshore waters mm. um, whereas jackets will be in the in the deeper offshore waters and when i say the deeper offshore waters you, you jacket depths for offshore wind turbines kind of in that 50 to 60 meter range after that once you start to get into that deeper water range of 60 plus meters or 65 plus meters you're starting to get into the newer technologies now where we talk about floating um, floating foundations or, or floating turbines, offshore floating winds. So that's basically a um, uh, almost like a like a hull of sorts. There's a number of different offshore floating designs that are out there and depending on the types of conditions of the sea, depends on the type of floater that you might use to look at um, for an offshore floating wind turbine and again there's a lot of a lot of news that's been out recently um, about uh, offshore floating wind projects that just come online um, out in the UK there in the North Sea I think Scotland mm -hmm. so you know you can you can look this up again on, on YouTube <laughs> okay it was all there and you can see exactly how this works but um, um, this is really large I know um, really large toys if you like to call it you know like um yeah. the, the turbines in their own right and and the foundations these floating foundations you know you're talking things that are that are, that are mammoth in size you know 60 80 meters um square in shape and 20 right. meters tall type of scenario so and you got to tow and move all these objects out to sea and then you got to fix them to the bottom of the ocean with right. chains and anchors and this type of stuff. wow so, um yeah well, I'm kind of afraid of the water. Uh, I don't really know how to swim. And I'm just thinking that anything that involves, you know, building something and going underwater and all that, it's such a dangerous job. So kudos to those who have to put them up. And, you know, we're not talking about just putting up one of these wind turbines. We're talking about, you know, several in a row. So it's it's a major job. And I think it's a dangerous job. And God, I, I just, you know, I, I appreciate <laughs> people who, who do that. Yeah, it, it is um like like as you just said. I mean, there, there's danger. There's danger in every job, but but you've also got to understand that um, 
it's an industry that that's extremely heavily regulated and it's an industry that is okay. extremely heavily focused on safety so mm. safety courses safety awareness safety training um it it, it it's all about you know yeah. i mean it's um you know it's ultimately we want and we expect you know people to come home from work in the same yeah. condition that they went to work type of thing you know so um, mm. um you know the 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 technology that's out there today to install all of these items as well and trying to get obviously as much of the installation work done in the safest environment whether that be onshore before you take it offshore right um, is also a big part of it and and looking at the type of vessels that transport you know the these, You're right. Um, these of equipment and the people to work as well, yeah. because you know the 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 one of the most dangerous um, parts of the job is actually just the transfer of people from the vessel onto a fixed object at sea. If you can imagine, oh. you know, tides and waves and all this type of stuff, and you're, yeah. and you're stepping from a boat onto a fixed object. So, you know, there's a, there's an extremely big focus on all of this and and, and new technologies on how to transfer crew from vessels to, to wind turbines. So mm. um, the focus on safety is, is immense in the industry. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lynn. I'm speaking with Michael Pinkerton, Head of Engineering at Swangcore Renewable Energy in Taiwan. Wait, are people like put in each of these turbines to make sure they function normally? properly yeah so really so, so, so there, there's people are people stationed not people no 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 there's not oh, people oh, stationed oh. in turbines no no not at all oh um, gosh okay um, yeah no you, you you will not live in a turbine <laughs> um so you know you'll install and construct and build the turbines and then and then you leave the turbines they're, they're self-sufficient and and obviously they've got monitors and controlled and yeah. so you can see when there's faults or alarms or issues with the turbines you can remotely operate the turbines so you can shut it down and lock okay. it out etc from from shore but if there's an issue and 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 just to maintain because if you imagine, like these turbines are sitting out in the ocean uh-huh. in all weather conditions yeah. for 25 yeah. plus years. You know? So uh-huh. um, there's a there's a very heavy what, what we call M or operations and maintenance aspect to um, to a wind farm. I mean, everyone looks at the building and the construction of a wind farm, which might take a year or two. But you know, then the wind farm's got to stay operable for the next 25 years um so there's mm. there, there's more of a focus that comes in on the on the o&m and and there's some big change outs that have to happen you just think of your car you know like when you have mm. a new car there's, there's not too much you have to do with a general service oil change etc but the older your car gets the more mm. you have to change brake pads or tires you know bigger bigger right. items of your car need to be serviced it's exactly the same for a wind farm mm. wow all right well let's talk about you know, your impressions of time. I mean, why are you here to stay? <laughs> it's it's a good question, but for anybody that's been to Taiwan, I think they'd understand why you want to stay in Taiwan. <laughs> I mean, for a country that, I, I don't know if you've ever done it, but but one of the things I get a kick out of, um, and if you haven't, I'd recommend it, because it's it, it shares a similar population to Australia. I think Taiwan's about 23 million, Australia's 25 million. Right, but yeah. You, yeah, it is. But if you do the size comparison of Taiwan compared to Australia, mm-hmm. like it is literally like a speck on Australia. <laughs> I um, know. And it, it, it blows my mind. So <laughs> for what I'm getting at there is for the amount of people that Taiwan has um, and for the way that Taiwan is 
constructed and the way it operates and how progressive it is. Mm. I mean, the advantages that you can have in Taiwan, the opportunities that are presented here in Taiwan. I mean, it's just it's a fantastic um, country from from all of those aspects. And and then you put the people and the cultures and and I'm an extremely avid fan of food. So um, <laughs> yes, the, the food in Taiwan who is isn't amazing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, I I get a kick out of, you know, just just sitting at the little local restaurants on the little plastic stools at the little plastic tables and ordering bottles of beer and mm. eating seafood till you can't fit anything else in. And <laughs> it's it's fantastic. I mean, um, um, it has soul, you know, and at the mm. same time you can be in a hustle and bustling city but you can then you know walk out into the mountains and if you're a, a bicyclist you can ride up some extremely steep and and high ascents in mountains you know mm-hmm. and if you're a hiker you can go and get um lost but without being too lost you, it's <laughs> breathtaking you know it's a it's a stunning country it's it's very easy to fall in love with right great that's great um do we have a a, a big australian community here in taiwan or maybe Taipei or Taiwan. I don't know. What do you know? And dare I say, I would err on the side of not particularly. Um, I don't know. Mm. Um, I have a few uh, Australian friends in Taiwan. Yeah. Um, but I have more European friends in, okay. in Taiwan than one with Australian friends. I mean, I could only really think of from an Australian perspective, you know, a handful or not too many more um, immediate Australians that I know that are here in Taiwan. Mm. Um, I'm sure there are many, but um, there could be quite a few in the in the in the teaching sector. So, um, uh, you know, there's obviously quite a few um, international teachers in, in in Taiwan in the schooling sector. So, uh, within the within the offshore wind uh, realms, there's there's not all that many. Oh, I'm um, sure most most of the offshore wind expertise comes out of out of Europe. So. Okay. Um, that have done the historical works here in the in the offshore wind sector. Now you're here to stay. You don't know how long. It's like it could be permanent. Um, what's your future plan for yourself? Yeah, well, as I said, um, you know, Taiwan's got a, um, a, a an offshore plan of um, or a target to to hit by the year twenty thirty five. So yeah. I'm I'm quite happy and content where I am today, sitting here with with Swancore as the head of engineering. I see, um, you know, the next few years there's a number of auctions coming up, mm. the new technologies that are coming into the country, i.e., floating, for example. We're going to be busy for at least the next decade. Um, is how I like to look at it. You're happy to be here. We're happy to have you, people like you, here in Taiwan and helping out and contributing your expertise. Thank you so much. Yeah, and, and likewise. <laughs> thank you, Shirley. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, thank you so much, Michael. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 